attend an ultrasound and I had with me at the time my then two-year-old and she was in the scan room with me expecting to see her baby brother or sister on screen and instead we were met with words I'm sorry there is no heartbeat there was just nothing there was clinical information a definition of a miscarriage is a spontaneous loss of a fetus prior to 20 weeks that just made me feel awful and there was nowhere for me to go to who could understand what I was going through provide any empathy any validation um, any support whatsoever and welcome welcome to another equilibrium show how are you today i hope all is well in your world and today my guest is sam Payne. now sam is the ceo and founder of um, the pink elephant support network which sounds super interesting I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about about that but for um for uh, for everybody uh, for the people who don't uh, don't know you maybe we can start by just introducing yourself and talking a little bit about you know your journey how you came to be the founder of um, the pink Elephant Support Network? Sure. Um, so Pink Elephant Support Network is Australia's first support network for those who are impacted by the very real grief and trauma of pregnancy loss. Um, so I myself went through a journey. Um, we had our first daughter really easy with an annoying couple. We got married and there was a baby literally a year later. Um, I didn't realize how annoying I was until two years later when we went to try for another baby. And it wasn't as easy. I had secondary infertility. We had recurrent pregnancy loss. Um, so we could fall pregnant, but we really struggled to get past that eight week mark. Um, so we had my first miscarriage, which was devastating because we'd had a child already. So we just believed that another pregnancy definitely led to another baby in nine months time. And we had what's known as a missed miscarriage. And that's where you attend an ultrasound. And I had with me at the time, my then two year old, and she was in the scan room with me expecting to see her baby brother or sister on screen. And instead we were met with words, I'm sorry, there is no heartbeat. And it literally feels like there's a trap door underneath you and it opens up and you just fall and you leave that appointment and then you follow up with a series of medical appointments, which are managed fairly well. Um, but then there's nothing else afterwards. There's no one there to offer you support, to catch you, to tell you what to do next. And whilst I found that really strange and confronting at the time, typical kind of attitude of get on with this, let's just try again. And it wasn't, wasn't until I had my second loss, um, very similar, but that time, what was called a natural loss. So I passed that baby alone at home. Um, that I was heartbroken, I was devastated, I was experiencing um, post-traumatic stress without realizing it. So I was having nightmares, I wasn't sleeping, I had incredible anxiety. And yet again, there was nowhere for me to go to who could understand what I was going through, provide any empathy, any validation, um, any support whatsoever. So I, I could find later term loss organizations for stillbirth and whilst they're amazing, incredible and very needed, what I struggled with with my losses were around eight weeks. I invalidated my experience. I said, I shouldn't be feeling this bad. Miscarriage is common. This shouldn't happen. But what I noticed was a trend when I started to speak to other women that they too had very similar feelings to me. And they too felt they deserved more than what they were getting. So we started to run some focus groups and just to kind of get a group of six to eight women together at one time to talk about their experience of miscarriage. And again, the common narrative was that whilst miscarriage is common, 
it's massively under supported and that women felt that they weren't receiving adequate support from healthcare, from workplaces, from their own communities, from their own family and loved ones. So I saw a gap and I decided that let's set something up. And what I thought would be a Sydney support network um, that was six years ago now is now a national support charity and um, that we support thousands of women. Um, we provide online communities where women connect with each other. And that's that piece around somebody else who just gets it because you can be in a group of your friends and you're that one person out of your group of friends who isn't falling pregnant or is losing her babies. Whereas all of your other friends are just having babies what it appears to be really easy so to have a connection into a group of women who are in the same boat of you is it's magical and um, we hold some such an amazing space for each other so that's one way we support then we also provide um, resources on our website completely for free which is again antidote to that content that was never there for me when I needed it there was just nothing there was clinical information a definition of a miscarriage is a spontaneous loss of a fetus prior to 20 weeks that just made me feel awful. There was nothing written with love. There was no empathy. There was no, you may or may experience this. Your hormones will do this. Therefore, you'll have this emotional roller coaster to play. Consider these. There was no proactive tips in how to support myself. Um, and so what we've tried to create with Pink Elephants is that one central reliable place of information on the topic of miscarriage. Um, and I guess it's working because this year alone, we've had 36,704 people access information through our website. Wow. Um, that's incredible to think that it was an idea. And so no, we're actually out there doing yeah. it. Wow. No, yes. well done. I mean, golly, it's funny, Thank isn't you. it, how such a, from pain, what you described, mm -hmm. you know, your own uh, your own loss. So did you have another baby in, 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 uh, in the end? Did it have a happy ending on that uh, before we move into Pink Elephant? What, what happened to uh, two, two, two miscarriages? Yeah, um, so we did go on. We had a successful pregnancy um, with my now healthy four-year-old Johnny. Um, that was, thank you. Um, that was not easy though. And I think that's another part that really needs to be highlighted. And that's part of the work that Pink Elephants does as well is that I went through nine excruciating months of, of anxiety. There's no other way. I was terrified that I would constantly lose that baby. It didn't go away at the magical 12-week mark. Um, and I wasn't offered support by the healthcare system at that point. Um, Pink Elephants was only in its infancy, so we weren't doing pregnancy after loss at that point either. And I actually went on to have a diagnosis of postpartum anxiety with Johnny. I needed therapy. I needed uh, medication to move on from the PTSD of the recurrent pregnancy losses. So, yeah, it, we did go on and have what's called a rainbow baby, which is a baby who's got so much hope. Um, but however, I just want to... Uh, acknowledge for all those women who might be at that point right now that just because we get a baby in our arms firstly it doesn't remove the love and the grief for the babies that we've lost um whilst it is heartwarming and beautiful and a moment of celebration it's also an incredibly difficult journey mm. so i haven't heard that term before a rainbow baby so that so mm -hmm. that's a, so that's a baby that like a miracle baby in some ways yeah basically it's yeah. a baby born after a woman who's gone through a loss of a baby before that um, I think it's quite an American term. You're hearing it a lot more over here now and okay. in the UK as well. Um, there's actually Rainbow Baby Day coming up this Sunday. There'll be a big celebration around that. Um, and rightly so, because those babies are really special. And what the yes. mothers and partners have gone through to get there mm. is incredible as well. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a beautiful term, but it doesn't um, negate the storm that happened before the no. rainbow, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. 
how how common is miscarriage so you say it's quite common in those kind of early months but do you have any statistics to show uh... yeah um so sadly um the world health organization and um there was a piece put out this year in the lancet journal that estimates 23 million women globally will go through a pregnancy loss each year um, and that translates as roughly one in four pregnancies will end in loss um so a huge number of families will be impacted by miscarriage. Wow, so that's a huge, mm -hmm. that's a huge number. And is it, it growing is. or is it, do you know any trends there? Is it? Um... The problem that we have, we've actually just gone through this with the census in Australia. Nobody is collecting the data efficiently enough on miscarriages. So what right. you find within Australia, local health districts might record the ones that go through the hospital system, but then public health networks look after GPs. So they're two separate systems and they don't report into one. So there is no national picture of this. So the way that we work out miscarriage rates is based on a quarter of live birth rates. Okay. Um, and that's something that Pink Elephants we're now starting to lobby for as well, because if we don't evidence things, we don't understand the true scale of the problem. How are we meant to create support pathways for women like myself and our community? Um, so yeah, it's, it's a far larger problem than most people realize. And I think also it's a victim of being silenced for too many decades, for too many years and where it's been a women's issue, it's therefore been silenced and therefore there is no support for it. So we're one of the first, well, we are the first national support service. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. And and I, I guess one of the other issues is, particularly in those early stages, like no one necessarily knows um, at eight yes. weeks that you are pregnant. So you don't yeah. have that. Um, so it is, you're going through a kind of silent grief uh, <laughs> yourself, which is, um, which is really, um, which is really challenging. So moving on, and we talked about like the workplace and support in terms of the workplace, but what, what do you, what do you do um, to support, uh, to support women who are going through this uh, at work? Um, and how can employers uh, how can employers support uh, support their um, their employees who are going through this uh, this uh, this loss yeah sure so we noticed uh, about two years in to setting pink elephants up that we at that point we had the online communities and women were chatting and we've always taken the approach to work with our community to create services that basically support their needs and we noticed a gap again, which was workplaces. So we knew that women in our groups were having conversations about how do I tell my boss that I've had a miscarriage? Is it something I wanna tell my boss? I'm scared to tell my boss, or I need some time out. I, I took a day off for my DNC, which is the medical procedure, um, but I'm still bleeding and cramping heavily. I'm not comfortable sitting at a desk. I'm still crying every two minutes at the drop of a hat, which is really normal. Um, I can't go into work like this. So we were noticing all these common threads come up and I decided to then do some research and find out what, if any, support was in workplaces. And um, not unsurprisingly, there was nothing in workplaces specifically for pregnancy loss or even fertility challenges. We even looked at the legislation and we knew that within Australia, within our Fair Work Act, miscarriage wasn't covered unless it was a loss post 12 weeks with special maternity leave however 98 percent of losses occur prior to 12 weeks so that was okay. a policy that just had zero impact so we knew that we needed to look at a lot of different places to enact drive real change you need to look at policy you need to look at resources and you need to have a clear evidence so what we've done is we've created a suite of resources that are separate to the information that's on our website for the general community 
and that is designed for workplaces to have on their own HR portals. And that content is things like supporting a colleague through a loss. Um, so that if you know that someone on your team has had a loss, you could send that information to the rest of your team so that they're best placed in how to provide validation, empathy and understanding when that person returns. So we know that then when a woman returns to a workplace or a partner, that they're met with the empathy that they need and they're not met with comments such as, well, at least it happened early or wasn't really a baby yet anyway which still happens. Um, and then we provide other types of training, say in video tutorials for people leaders, which you might have a manager who's never been through a loss themselves, wants to do the right thing, but doesn't know what the right thing is with this topic because it hasn't been spoken about. So we'll talk them through in a five minute video tutorial in how you can support an employee through pregnancy loss. And yeah, we designed that program. We went through a pilot in 2019 and we had Commonwealth Bank, we had Minta Ellison and Tabcorp, so really different, diverse clients, and that was intentional. Um, we took them, them on board, we worked with those three, we're helping about panel discussions as well to open up the conversation about this issue so it's less taboo in workplaces. It was received incredibly well, and then in the last, um, we paused it a bit in 2020 because that was the year of COVID, right? Um, and then as, this as year, and then we're like, well, no, I'm not saying that again this year. Not, um, <laughs> however it is. Um, but I think that workplaces are still working differently now. Um, so we've had uh, growth. We've had another nine clients come on board with that program this year, um, such as Westpac, PwC, some really large corporates who have noticed, that, yes, this is an issue that if one in four pregnancies end in loss, then there's a huge number of their employees who are facing this. And yeah, they are suffering. And they might be too afraid to ask for help in a workplace. Um, they might not have the words. Whereas if you're workplaces address that we're open to this we're going to provide you with bereavement leave because we think you deserve bereavement and not sick leave we're going to have this suite of content that whenever you need to access it or your team needs to access it, it's there for you and you know what we're going to have a panel discussion and bring this out of the shadows too and we're going to announce all of these changes to benefit you as an employee because we value you and we've had nothing but amazing feedback for that program now so really proud of how quickly that's growing and the impact that that's actually happening having in those communities no, that's wonderful. And you, you mentioned legislation. I know you've got like a lobbying arm as well. Um, yes. Tell us about that. Um, I, th I think the lobbying arm might be my, um, a board member <laughs> phrased it really nicely the other day, my inability not to challenge. Um, <laughs> um, so again, when we started this research, we noticed in our communities, the workplace thread and I started to look up Fair Work Act and, and it made me so angry, so genuinely angry that they were saying, that our babies didn't matter, that their lives didn't matter, that there was no legislation in place for a miscarriage prior to 12 weeks. So I rang up Fair Work Australia and asked them what we needed to do. And they pretty much laughed at me down the phone and said, you can't just change the law. That's like government. Da, 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 da. And then we slowly but surely started to put a case of support together. We ran collaborative research projects with the University of Sydney. And we did our own research as well. Um, we used HR experts to look at existing EBAs that were out there, um, legislation in other countries around this, very little actually. And then we started to work with government on addressing this issue. Um, we've met with several AGs. Then we were really lucky last year, Julian Simmons, who's an MP in Queensland, he reached out to us because he saw an article that I'd done with the Courier Mail and um, he'd had his own personal journey. And that was a tipping point, right? Because he truly understood the need for this. So therefore he has spent the last 
since October last year, driving this internally at Parliament for us and with us at meetings. And he's really helped this to become an issue they need to face up to. And in June this year, we had the bill tabled in Parliament. So wow. hopefully we'll be debated this year. So amazing, incredible um, from just discovering that it was a gap to yeah. getting to where we are now. It's been a lot of work, but yeah, necessary. Wow, huge, but it, it, absolutely. I mean, so, so how long did that, um, that whole journey take? Like from you, um, having that anger, you know, it gives you the energy to, to action yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to now. Um, three years, however, yes. and I, yeah, I want to make clear as well, I have the anger, but what, what helped with this change was really engaging lots of different stakeholders. Mm. So we have an incredible team, an incredible board, but other people who might not be on our board, but understand the need for this and they might volunteer their skills. So PwC social impact team helped us with some of this and Dandelo Partners, lots of different organizations have offered some skilled volunteering to help us really strengthen and evidence-base that case for support to government. And then when we did meet with Michaelia Cash, who's the current AG in Australia, we were commended for having such a strong case of evidence as to why this was needed. We'd done such an amount of research. So that was something for all of the Pink Elephants community to be really proud of as well. Mm, no, that's wonderful. Like you must be mm. like su super proud in terms of, like you say, yeah. from an idea to where it is now, and it feels like yeah. it's really so. How many? So you said thirty-one thousand um, people um, use your use your content, use your use your support network. This year we've had thirty-six thousand. Thirty-six thousand. So sorry. Yeah, yeah um, we've got around seven thousand in our online communities and um, online, which is separate to the website as well. Um, so yeah, we phenomenal number of people that we're starting to reach now we, we really saw that impact grow in 2020 the covid year so we are a digital first organization that we provide our support online and i think that covid exacerbated the poor mental health outcomes for our community because imagine losing your baby during a global pandemic you can't take your partner with you to a scan you can't take your partner to hospital with oh, you golly. and then you return home to isolation where you can't have your loved ones or your family oh offer you God. support. So the only place they could literally turn to was us. So we had a 63% increase last year, oh my God, which yeah, was that, huge. Huge. So that's really helped uh, helped accelerate mm. your 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 um, your your services. Um, you mentioned other countries. So Pink, Pink mm. Elephant at the moment is is Australia only, or, or, or do you support people overseas? What we support the... overseas as well. It's not. Um, not intentional <laughs> it's because there really isn't very much overseas as well the uk has some great organizations the uk has tommy's and cradle project um and they seem to be leap years ahead which is really heartwarming for me being originally <laughs> from england i'm like look at us go um in the states it's very disparate it literally is state-based in america um it's almost like a postcode lottery where you may or may not get support. So we have about 27% of our traffic actually comes from overseas at the moment um, and we don't turn people away. We do offer um, phone support and we can't offer that outside of Australia. So that's the only kind of support network that we can't extend. Um, but the rest in terms of our content, um, our online communities, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, there is global reach there. Yeah, it's whatever, and and it's for and the the support is for the uh, the women and who's gone through, it, but also the men, like the fathers. Do you offer yeah. a support for for fathers? So again, we knew early on that partners grieve too. Um, not only just from personal experience, but then from looking at research that's out there. So um, there's Professor, I'm sorry, no, Dr. Kate Obst from the University of Adelaide has recently published some research around how partners grieve too. Um, 
from a miscarriage. Um, so we've kind of taken a lot of research as well, and we know that they need to be provided more validation that a lot of men or partners have their loss minimized for them. That people will make that common mistake of going, how's your wife doing or how's your girlfriend doing? And actually, instead of asking, how are you doing? Like, how does this impact you? Um, so we have a partner resource on our website. We, at this stage, don't have communities for partners. Um, but that's purely down to our capacity. So we still are a young organization in that we're only five and a half years old. And as much as I want to just jump on something and set something up straight away, with time, you kind of start to realize what you genuinely have capacity for and where you need to focus for now. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we would really, really like to welcome government support around. I'm um, moving out to the partner space as well, more than what we are. Yeah. Well, you've done, you've done you know, wonderful work. Where can people find out more about you and Pink Elephant and, uh, and, join, the, and join the mission? Because this is something that affects one in four of us. So there's clearly a lot of people who are touched by this, uh, by this loss. Yeah, sure. Um, you can head to pinkelephants.org.au and you can find all of our support materials on our website there. Um, you can also find us on social channels. Um, so Facebook and Instagram is at Pink Elephant Support and the same on LinkedIn as well. You can find us all there. Um, and feel free if there's anything in particular you'd like to reach out to us about, um, contact at pinkelephantsupport.com is a general email that you can send an email and we can help with what you need help with. That's, that's wonderful. Where did the Pink Elephant, that name come from? Mm. Uh, <laughs> No, I know it sounds very strange, right? And we've had some interesting. Um, um, so when we were in um, setup stage, so Gabby um, co-founded Pink Elephants with me, and we were like, like back and forward with names and thinking about what this can be. And we knew that we wanted to be a circle of support. We knew that women needed that behind them. And we identified then that within the elephant community, the mother elephant loses her baby, the other element elephants form a physical circle of support around her. And we found that story um, and we were just like, that's it. We are, that's what we are. We are that circle of support. So it became the Pink Elephant Support Network. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, let me acknowledge you, Sam, for like the tremendous work you've done. And, and mm -hmm. I think you really do demonstrate that that on the other side of adversity is growth. So while you're going mm -hmm. through your own terrible, you know, adverse situation, um, you didn't realize that was the precursor for, uh, for mm -hmm. what you're doing now. So well done. And, uh, um, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing how you develop and how you grow that community. It's very needed. And congratulations on everything you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to connect in as well and yeah, work with you guys. I'm really grateful. My, my pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. See you next time. Bye now. Thank you.